Welcome back to another episode of Make It Happen with Morrison Plus Property Inspections, AccuRider, Bugnecks. Um, and we're coming on. There's a list of them now, right? That That's we're, right. That we're, that we're plugging. But uh, Rider Bugnecks, Morrison Plus Franchising. Yep, indeed. But uh, nonetheless, happy to be back here in the studio, uh, coming out with another great episode, some great content for you listeners out there. Um, before I get into it, I want to make sure everyone knows to like it, subscribe, hit that notifications button, go ahead and share. Uh, we got a very interesting guest today. Excited to bring you on here, Nick. Um, really quickly, before uh, we get into anything, I want to give you um, listeners out there a quick uh, recap and bio of Nick, Nick Zigich here. And so Nick's been in the business now for 18 years. Yep. Crazy. 18 years. His company name is Zigich Real Estate. Uh, a little bit about Nick. Nick is a California real estate broker. He's been licensed since 2004. As a certified international property specialist, past NAR's president's liaison to Austria, past president of the Bosnia Real Estate Association, and the 2015 president of the Los Angeles County Board of Real Estate, Nick, also known as Zegich Real Estate, is well positioned in the real estate brokerage community and serves as a unique resource for, for both agents, buyers, sellers, and investors in the Southern California home markets. And uh, Nick, I know you have your own YouTube channel as well too, so really quickly want to plug that. To go find Nick and to learn more about him and his business, you're going to look up Zegich Global Real Estate Organization on YouTube. And from there, you should be able to find some uh, some very interesting topics and uh, and fun and fun videos right there. Well, and if you go down to the comments, you're going to find that uh, the link to that podcast right here. So just yeah. just just down, click on the link, and please subscribe. Yep, and we'll uh, go ahead and plug Nick's uh, channel there. But Nick, how are we doing today? Excellent. You know, I obviously stepped down, uh, stepped on a down line, so my hair is a little kind of shocked but <laughs> on my way here so i apologize for that taking more space in that camera that, oh no you're but, good uh, that's a wide I'm, angle i'm sad to be here all right all right very good well, appreciate you coming on today i know uh you you work a lot in the in the commercial side of things correct when it comes yeah. to real estate and so i know we're going to touch on some topics regarding commercial and maybe get into some more fun topics uh regarding some food and maybe even potential recipe i think you mentioned but um yeah Nonetheless, uh, commercial real estate. How are how are things going for you, Nick? With commercial, I know in the residential side of things, you hear home buyers kicking and screaming over the the, the rising interest rates, right, and uh, affordability and things of that nature. How are you being affected with on the commercial side of things? Well, it's uh, interesting that well, even in the residential market, mm -hmm. I have to kind of disclose that in the real realtor world, mm -hmm. commercial is actually more residential as we uh, named it got internally it, got it. Mm -hmm. because we are able to do both residential and commercial absolutely and we can specialize in certain areas like for example i do residential for my commercial clients mm -hmm. because who do they expect to do their residential yeah, the real term, when right? you can do it however it's important for anybody listening to know that they should stress out to their clients that they can do things if they're you know if they're qualified to do it absolutely because I, I i see constantly people that work commercial stuff with me sell houses through other agents because they thought i cannot sell the house yeah that is actually very mis mis misconception yeah. where people think that you only do you can only do commercial or only do residential when in fact you can actually right and then there is commercial agents mm -hmm. with the big commercial firms that do only commercial yep. property absolutely you know so and they're not usually realtors they're not they're not required to be members of the real estate association, nor CAR, nor NAR. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, I specialize in commercial real estate, have a large pool of real commercial agents that I worked with over the years. 
that trust me, that don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And right now we're doing one very complex deal where the luck is that I have done business with the same brokers that listed that space before. Oh, very nice. So it it is actually going rather smooth. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so regarding, uh, I guess, the interest rates, right, and the the current market in today's kind of just shift or, or, or trends, is it affecting commercial, do you feel like? Because obviously you mentioned you can do both residential and commercial. Yeah. Do you see a trend being it's easier for one side or the other currently with your, with so, your client base? So um, cap rates are really low. Got it. So, you know, in this market, if you get a cap rate of four, you should go for it. <laughs> Where in, 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 a, in a seller's market, it would be 8%. Mm. And, and then you, you know that you're getting a good deal. But a good deal now is 4%. So uh, you can see also listings out there that are uh, 4% on if you do everything right. So like, for example, you're buying actually like 2%. And right. if you fix it, you can get 4%, which which is not a good deal at, at that time. But uh, my clients do not see... Most clients in the commercial field do not see the interest rates being a deal breaker mm-hmm. because, quite honestly, it's better to buy and invest a, a, a piece of property when the mortgage rates are high, mm-hmm. like let's say 12%. Okay. Because then the money is scarce. So basically, you're getting a property at below market value. Right. Below market at some different point. Gotcha. But at that market yep, value. Absolutely. And then three years after, you can refi for 1.7%. Yeah. The, because the, the mortgage it, rates fluctuate like that. But if you buy a property at top dollar, the, at, at top dollar you got to wait 20, 12 years, 15 years to be, to even up. That's yeah. a that's a great point because I know uh, on, on previous podcasts, we've talked about how it's really just the mindset of it, just understanding the situation, right? And like you mentioned it's almost wiser to buy when it's higher interest rates because you get in a lower price because yeah. in comparison to like in at least in the residential side right 2 years ago or the last 2 years it's been on fire where everyone's selling their homes for 20 30 100,000 plus over asking price right and not had that home buyer is it going to see the equity in that home for maybe more extended period of time because of they bought it at such a low interest rate high rate um in excuse me high price um, but very, I think that's a great point to be made there. Yeah, yeah we, that that's something that that I mean, having a, a commercial broker come in here and start talking about you know interest rates and investing, mm-hmm. it's a different mindset. It's like being a business owner and being an employee, two different mindsets. Or being in management, being kind of a brand new person in a company, mm-hmm. you think differently. And I I know here, uh, you know, I I own some investment property. I you know I'm I own the house, but you know when when they were dropping interest rates to the house. I wanted to buy another house. I wanted to take a loan on this, refinance this house and go buy another house. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use the equity that I had in the property to go invest in another property. Of course, my wife said, no, uh, we're going to uh, take out a construction loan and then build onto the house. But still, now we have you know an, a, a, a more of an asset right. and we use the money, right? And now interest rates are going up and now I have more value because I have more assets, right? And so, I mean, even on the residential side, a lot of people... You know, if, if if they want to do a remodel, refinance now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, or, you know, invest. And, and I mean, I, I, I would argue, and I think you probably agree, Nick, is if you're a homeowner, 
you are an investor, right? Of course. And, but a lot of people don't think like that. They right. just think, oh, I'm just a regular person. I'm not an investor. Uh, but you're, you're investing in real property when you're a homeowner. You are actually. Uh, yesterday, my son and I were buying his first car, so we were we spent it five hours in a dealership. Okay, and the young you salesperson was young. Yep, yep. And we, he was he was curious about real estate, and he was asking me while we were waiting for all the paperwork to be done. And he might be twenty one two. Mm-hmm. I I I strongly wherever I find a young person, I strongly encourage them to buy whatever. A piece of nothing yeah. somewhere, a piece you of air, a small place, just buy it. Mm-hmm. So if you can afford, you know, $500 a month, buy a property that you pay $500 a month for mortgage. And then in two years, have that property leased out and move to a property that you like more. Mm-hmm. And then your I lease here. Keep playing that game. Yeah, because basically, you know, talking about investing, there's all kinds of assets and they're not all equal. Right. So for example, in the residential multifamily, you can, in this market today, le- really leverage it because the rents on most of the multifamily uh, units are below m- market. Right. So you can actually get value just by raising the rents, mm-hmm. even if it's in a rent control area. Just you know, I mean, wait. It, well, like you 50 wait bucks, and right? Or you, 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 you play the game. I think, like, for instance, like I think Santa Ana in Orange County yeah. has, has a lim- some type of rent control. To my knowledge, where it's not, it's not crazy. Like they're on top of the landlords per se, but it's enough to where they can incrementally do their small piece over time. And you can do like the you mentioned, I mean, if you just and so on, and then wait for the people to just turn over, and mm-hmm. uh, because you can pump exactly. the rent up to uh, market once they move out. Right. So you can do that. Whereas in like a small shopping center, you can just pray that the tenants stay. Yeah. In business. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's a very different thing. And the, the trend of 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 renters, uh, increased number of renters mm-hmm. is there. I mean, there'll be uh, renters and rent- renters. Yeah, it, it's always going to be there. Yeah. It's going to be available, right? Yeah. As long as you're doing your job on probably the landlord type of side of things, making sure your place absolutely. is well-equipped and you're doing your piece, then absolutely, I think there's no. And now with ADUs allowed from since last year, uh, you can actually improve very quickly on a pro- piece of property that might have a, a potential for building, adding another unit or two. That's true. In a part of the parking lot or something like that. And increase values right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like it's immediate yeah. jump. And you got to kind of also figure whether you want to be short investor or hold it and yep. do all the math and so on. That that's where we come in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I just think it's super interesting because you like like you like you mentioned Dwayne of um, the mindset of you obviously working with a lot of investors uh, with with your clientele base right. And the mindset difference between that and like how you just mentioned how most home buyers just view themselves as. The average Joe that hey I'm just I'm just I'm just buying this house I'm not an investor but anytime you put that much money into an asset absolutely you are an investor and by playing right. the game appropriately and understanding the game of real estate and, and the market and how to take advantage of it to the best of your ability you absolutely can um, can, can walk away with some some serious money in your pocket at the end of the day yeah I mean it's a long term thing too I, as I was explaining this to the young dude uh, if he did that. Mm-hmm. By the time he gets married and has kids ready for college, he might have a couple of properties that'll take care of it, and he doesn't have to worry whether they're going to have money for college or not. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's really 
like 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 you you kind of given some insight to to this younger gentleman uh, that many people don't think about until they start hitting in the, maybe their later twenties. When now now because it's real life now that someone has a girlfriend, spouse, family, yeah. now it's time to think about the next step. Versus what you're talking about here is hey, get in early. Uh, and what resonates with me is back when I was still in school, my landlord who I was renting, I I lived in one side of a duplex by myself, and I was in I was in small town Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and the value proper the values of the properties out there weren't anything too high, right? And the place honestly probably needed to be torn down, but she <laughs> it, it was it was a thriving no place. I heard you know, there was no heat. Hey, I paid four hundred bucks <laughs> cash rent, no no lease, and uh, it, everything was all good, right? But um, it was funny when I was leaving. She's like, "Would you like to just buy this place?" And I was like, first like at, at this point, I was still I was still in school, right? And I didn't have the money to do so, but or at least in, in that much frame, I wasn't in the frame of mind of thinking that way, right? And I was like, "Well, how much would you sell it for?" She's like, thirty thousand dollars. And I was like, only thirty grand. I was like, I suppose I could, but I, I but going back on it now, could that have been an opportunity? Maybe, but it's just going off that uh, that same kind of line of thinking of just how to appropriately could have bought it. Right? Should have bought it. I could probably go back to her. And probably still still get it from her. I could. I mean, what tear questions down the place, do I though? get every, all the time from any client, any friend talking about real estate? Is uh, are the properties going to go down? You know, mm-hmm. so the, the the common way I answer that is just just name me a period in time when they were more uh, less less expensive than they're today. Yeah, yeah. it's not. You it, know, it's well, not. I, well, Nick, when I was in college, one and I'm, I'm a business major. They they literally the professors were taught us real estate is the one that one thing that doesn't go down ever. Yep. Just doesn't. Yeah. The fluctuations don't mean anything. Generally, they are always more higher because inflation takes it. Everything else is more expensive, as you can see today. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, prices soften, sure. I mean, and they'll go down, but they go right back up. Yeah. Right. Anyway, and we're looking at a trend line, right? Too. It's right. It, it's this isn't something unless you're in in like a, a flipping type of situation, or I, I mean, maybe not even that, but unless you're buying something and selling it. The week later, right in that kind of instance, where maybe a market shift can affect in terms of prices lowering and dropping, but that's not most people, right? Most people are they're buying it, they have it for not necessarily a super extended period of time, but they're hanging on to it for a year, two, three, like you're mentioning, and, well, and that's only, where you kind of see the the consistent trend. There's only one time when real estate you can lose your butt on real estate and and lose everything. War. <laughs> if if there's a war. Yeah. <laughs> And the buildings get blown up, <laughs> or another country takes over, you kind of lose it. But other than that, I mean, how? That's but then a, you just wait fifty years, and then you get it back. That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> because it's all just, you know, it's interesting story in, in Bosnia. I'm Bosnian, okay, for right. those that don't know. Uh, so I uh, bailed out just a few months before the war in '91, and so so imagine this: the Second World War, uh, the the new socialist regime took over. And everything was uh, common property. So you, you did have in that system the, the chance to actually get a job and get an apartment with the job mm-hmm. to live in and so on. Okay. However, that all those buildings were built by somebody prior to the Second World War. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in 1985, I believe, so that's like 40 years after the war, they just decided to give it back to the original original owners. So oh the goodness. unit that I had suddenly became somebody else. <laughs> wow. 
So, you, you know, it's just kind of the volatility of, of politics right. more than the market, you know? Right, right. So um, that's why people love the states. Yeah, I was because saying, we're, we're very for, for a long period of time, we had security mm -hmm. of, of these assets. Yeah. And uh, you, can, you can build upon that, you know? You can go generations and build it. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I was actually kind of curious, Nick, so you mentioned, so you're, you're Bosnian, right? And, and I see here, within what I read off in your bio, right? past president of Bosnia Real Estate Association, liaison from NAR to Austria. Have you been, do you do deals overseas as well? Yeah. Or do you help foreign Yeah, I, well? I do. Because most of the, since a uh, majority of my age group mm -hmm. at that time left Bosnia and they're scattered around the U.S. and other parts of the yep. world, uh, the time comes when most of them kind of, uh, their parents are passing away. Mm. Uh, they need to deal with the properties they own. Got it, got uh, it. Th there's this switch of ownership. Mm -hmm. um, mainly, they're selling them because there's multiple sons, daughters, grandchildren, and whatnot. Yeah, so they can just assets. divide because they can't agree on who's going to live in it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of uh, tried to work that market. I have an office in Sarajevo as well. I have a partnership with the biggest uh, brokerage over there uh, that um, a friend of mine that they developed, and uh, they, they do develop a lot. There's one partnership I have that uh, gets investors that come into Bosnia, mainly from uh, the east. Got it. And then this other group, uh, Prostor, which means area, uh, deals with most of the foreigners from the west or that diaspora from got the it, west that wants to either return or or deal with the properties that they have and they don't want to deal with anymore got it that's got to be quite interesting working uh overseas and help out deals i mean i know there's probably yeah. a lot of realtors here in the local market right that might be struggling for business and they're like they're probably thinking that's bonkers to think that these that you're operating something here and also Thousands and thousands of miles away, right at the same it time. It was pretty it's cool be interesting. with that, with being uh, with the Arcadia Association of Realtors being active there, then with CAR, then mm -hmm. we moved to NAR over the years and so on, and then being like from that part of the world, uh, the liaison position to Austria opened up, and my great grandfather from my mom's side is Austrian. Got it. So he actually ah, there it is. Vienna, from Villa in close to the border to Sarajevo when he gambled all his properties away in one night. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> That's another story. That's why I do not go to casinos. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It must have been the schnapps. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but the story is he just came in the morning, picked up the kids and wife, and since they were building the railroad up to, uh, it was supposed to go to Istanbul, but ended yeah. up on the Serbian border. That's why Second World War, mm. uh, First World War started. Got it, got it. So anyway, they moved there. But um, so I had, my sister lives in Vienna, uh, so I had some connections there, and it was interesting as I came in to be the liaison, my my heritage and my Austrian great-grandfather, they're very nationalistic. You know, got Austrians it. are Austrians, and that's it. I really got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, just a sentence saying, like, we wouldn't have half of Sarajevo if the Austrians didn't build it was like, yay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Yeah, I get you. I get you. That, that's interesting. Certainly, uh, I'm sure you have plenty of uh, plenty of stories coming out of that. Yeah. But uh, but that's real estate, see? Yeah. It's just, it, it's it's amazing what you could do um, if you're if you're dedicated to your, to your craft and to your business, right, when it's all said and done. And so mm -hmm. I think, um, so going off of this, right, and kind of going back to kind of your roots, right, 
coming from Bosnia, I know something we want to talk about that's different than what we typically talk about here is food, right? Yeah. And I know, I mean, I'm a foodie. I, I, lo I love all all kinds of foods. I know Dwayne is quite similar. I think all of us here are pretty similar. And I think uh, I, I heard rumors or something about a recipe of some sort that uh, you're oh, talking about. I was just uh, <laughs> uh, brainstorming with Dwayne about things, and uh, and then food came up. Yeah. So because we cook, and I think it was in a cooking it was dinner. So we, we don't go out for dinners. Yep. Uh, I think we go out only on birthdays or something like mm -hmm. that to spend mm -hmm. a few hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, at the end of the day. Right. But otherwise, we cook, and we cook uh, real food, you know. Uh, we don't do hamburgers at home. Mm-hmm. And we don't we stay away from red meat most of the time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, talking about the cooking, you know, there was like you know pasta and stuff like that. And I mentioned earlier that in Bosnia the food is a mix of of either Turkish heritage or uh, Austrian. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So so like you would have a Viennese schnitzel from Austria being served <sighs> regularly, you know, once a week. Mm -hmm. And then having some meat products that originate from the east. Got it. But they're adopted in in the Balkan way. Okay. Just like uh, the, the the religion. You know, I mean, the, the the Muslims in Bosnia are very different than the Muslims around the world. Mm -hmm. They 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 are Slavs that adopted the, the the religion. Okay. When the Turks were there, because the Turks had a really good policy of if you accept the religion, you can be in local government. Got it, I see. got it. So, so well, it's it's a blend and melting yeah, pot. Yeah, so it was like together. you know, so so it all kind of came together. So food is really delicious. Everybody coming, just watch all the videos on Sarajevo. Uh, there are more and more. Like in the past two months of this summer, it doubled over all the time previously about Sarajevo. Oh, Everybody's wow. going there. Yeah, man, so, I, I miss good schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my son is addicted to it, too, so I have to make it. So we cook it all, all at home. So, you know, I said, like, okay, we can kind of give give a uh, easy recipe for something that is okay. kind of a blend of what we make in Sarajevo and that uh, people are used to here, mm -hmm. which would be like a, some kind of a, a macaroni salad thing. Right. But it's served rather warm than cold. Got it. So it would be just any kind of macaroni, any kind of pasta that will be cooked, and then you add... Uh, peas and tuna, and you can do tuna, canned tuna, and I suggest with vegetable oil. It's harder to find, but there is like okay. stores have it. Um, other, others, you know, it's popular to have it water because like oil is not good, mm -hmm. but olive oil is really good. So yeah, it's not tuna bad. And olive oil is good, and then mix the peas and tuna, and then add a bunch of mayo and sour cream. Mix it all up, salt and sugar, salt and pepper, and kill yourself with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. So you can try that. Very nice. Easy recipe. <laughs> yeah, there we go. When, when we go through the editing, we'll have to uh, clip that out and just have that just the one blurb of the the recipe right there. Too. We're gonna have to invite Nick over. Yeah, <laughs> cook it. We, we we at home we cook like a big bowl of that because my son loves it and he just goes and oh, if you don't make cool. enough, you go like, oh, where's mine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I'm certainly I'm I'm the same way with my family too. If you're not if, if you're not jumping on it, it's gonna be it's gonna be eaten up without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, but, I bet <laughs> without a doubt. I mean, I know Dwayne. I mean, I know maybe you could talk about your time in Germany too in terms of food. I mean, any anything special come to mind or, or memories pop up of 
cultural food and different type of type of things over there well, i mean i lived there for a couple of years mm-hmm. and i've been there a few times uh i mean the schnitzel obviously uh, i was surprised at how much cordon bleu they they eat in bavaria because i lived in bavaria yeah a lot of cordon bleu uh which is like a chicken like a chick it's 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 like chicken infused with che- with cheese cheese it, but it's a variety of cheeses. It melts inside. Uh, oh, not like right. the, uh, the stretchy cheese. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar. I'm yeah. familiar now. It's like so you cut into it and it just oozes out. Oh man. Yeah, and so that that was that was something I really liked a lot. <laughs> uh, and then you know over there they do have French fries and so but they call them pomfrets. Mm, gotcha. Uh, you know, and so we but they don't eat French fries with ketchup. They eat French fries with mayonnaise. Yeah. Whipped, whipped mayonnaise. And so the mayonnaise and French fries is really good with a fork. You don't eat with your, with your hands. And got a it, got pitcher it. of warm beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, That's interesting. I know, I mean, I haven't done a whole crazy amount of traveling or, or spent too much time overseas at any point in time. But um, yeah, I certainly have my favorites without a doubt. But uh, yeah, it's interesting just cultural-wise what you come across with. And I think it's interesting that you're talking about how you kind of have the melting pot kind of in Bosnia of, of the two different blends as well too, right? And Yeah, well, well you got it here. Like pizza is a great example. Oh, you yeah. Know, because oh, yeah. pizza, uh, I, I just had, I spoke with somebody last week about uh, they went to Italy and wanted pizza and pizza was nothing like the pizza that that it should be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is the Italian pizza and this yeah. is the American pizza. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's totally right, right. different. So. It's different. Yeah, that's like, that's what, that's like you get the blend of like uh and they say like Tex-Mex, right? Rather than like just Mexican food, it's more of a kind of like an Americanized kind of right. kind of blend. I mean, I know America well, always puts their, their their twist on everything. But one of the things I really liked when I was over there, one of my favorite restaurants or cuisine when I was in Germany, believe it or not, was Greek. Mm. They had Greek restaurants. Yeah, that they well, over there a lot of the restaurants are in guest houses, right? So it's a family running the kitchen from that country that they're you know immigrants, right? Um, and the, the Greek food, oh, the gyros, oh my God. Lucky gyros, oh, Greek salad, oh, oh my God, oh. Yeah, I love all that. Every meal you start with a shot of ouzo, you finish with a shot of ouzo, hopefully you didn't drink too much ouzo while you're eating. Then you gotta use your uzi. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> but here gyros is not like over there. It's not the same, it's just not. Oh it's, yeah, I, I, I can imagine. It's Americanized. So. Yeah, so yeah, without a doubt, but, uh. Nonetheless, I mean, I think it's super interesting hearing hearing your perspective, Nick, on just the investor type of mentality when it comes to real estate and your business, how you operate. I think it's really neat the fact that you got your hands kind of all over the world, so to speak, when it comes to real estate. I think that's uh, that's something not many people can claim um, that they that they operate with. Well, one real quick question for you. Uh, so, if someone from America that was not a citizen, uh, can they buy real estate over in your country? Uh, they can buy it. I think there is a limitation to ownership. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is it like a time frame type of limitation? Like I know with Mexico, you, you asked me a good question because that's the guy that deals with investments from the east, and okay. I think there was some limitations to it. Um, however, I'm not. I heard it, but I cannot so recall you, totally. So you don't have people here investing over there. I do the Bosnians. Ah. That's where I kind of come in. I mm. kind of try, uh, try to just that's, that's tie in the Bosnians to Sarajevo or, and Got parts it. of Bosnia and so on. So how about the Bosnians coming here and investing? Are, are you getting any of that? No, you don't have that. Okay, okay. I mean, other than, I mean, uh, uh, unless they develop 
their life here. So Bosnians that moved to America mm -hmm. and became successful, they would do the same thing that everybody else does. Uh, acquire invest, real estate and do, real and do, estate and do what and they so do. On. Okay. As a matter of fact, it's interesting that uh, due to our way of being brought up in, in, in the Balkans, mm -hmm. so Kurt, Croat, Serbs, and so on, we we know how to change our light bulbs and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, so so we 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 build our own homes over there and yeah, so on. Okay, okay. So the largest construction companies in LA are Serb and Croat. Oh, really? Oh. That's interesting. That's something they are I not know. just uh, you know familiar with building strategies, but they're innovative. So, for example, one of the largest companies that deals with most of the cities in LA invented this the. Uh, trenchless uh, piping. So instead of building a trench to put uh, water and sewer, mm -hmm. they just build one hole one here and five miles down another hole and they push the pipe through the ground under the city into the other hole. Rather than uh, digging all the dirt up right. at the same time. So, so uh, my wife is an uh, uh, engineer with the city of Glendale and she deals with those. Gotcha. So I know firsthand how you know, and th those are all uh, either Serb or Quad companies that okay. are uh, owned by those people that came here and innovative and, and found their way. Nice, yeah, nice. Way. That's pretty neat. That's something I never knew. So I learned something new every day. That's that's that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Europeans are smart. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, it's kind of that thing. Like you know, the first uh, my all my memories when I kind of have my knees hurt now are from when we were building our. You know, vacation. We built two vacation homes, and we owned a apartment. Okay, a condo. So, uh, so when I was seven, you know, I was just carrying stone and cement yep. and bricks and yeah. you're doing the grunt work for <laughs> yeah. sure right as a little, as a little one they're, they're my dad out. was always fast to volunteer me. You know, like, oh, I'm uh, sure for the neighbor. Oh, is that heavy to carry? My son will help you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get I, I get worked all the time with my with my neighborhood too. Anytime a lot of my a lot of my neighbors um, are a little bit older, and they uh, anytime there's something heavy to be lifted, they come knocking on the door. And they're like, "Hey, is uh, is Chase or Kyle in there?" You know, yeah, and yeah. and my dad or, or or my parents are like, "All right, go ahead, dude." Yeah, and that's all. It's, it's all you. But um, that's well, awesome. That's I awesome. did want to add if if I think it would be useful since uh, commercial. Uh, encumbers uh, business opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, my my myself, so my office and agents deal with whatever they want to deal with. I specialize in business opportunities and restaurants, especially. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So that kind of, as I said, brings over. You know, you have a restaurant client who also wants to invest in a building, who wants to sell or buy another house. Mm -hmm then they want to kind of do try out themselves out in multi multifamily. So it kind of just evolves around the same group of people. If you have a client that owns a business of any kind, mm -hmm. well, they'll probably own a warehouse and ha have a nice home and a few rentals. Yeah, because th that's the circle of kind of the yeah, guy that's that, that you're they, with. So they develop that around themselves. And if you're there, then it, it's a pity not to touch all those yeah that, that's that's a I great see. point that's a great yeah. point to be made i mean you'd be missing out on quite a quite a bit of business quite you a shut bit. yourself off and they trust you so for stuff. example i just sold a a car wash to one of my clients in palmdale mm -hmm. and then he turned it into a cash cow and now needs to spend that money before he loses the value over the inflation yep mm -hmm. yep so mm -hmm. he we're looking into multifamily right now because his wife wants to deal with something to do 
Oh, so yeah, the, yeah. She will be the property manager on it. Oh, that'll be something uh, to do. For right, sure. something to do, you know, and for so sure. on and so on. So, oh, you know, this house might be too big for us, so we'll lease it. Can you get us ten grand for it? And then we want to buy this one. And do 1031. So you're over when, you know, over dinner, just jogging down what you need to do. Like, you got a task list, homework. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Not asking for it, but that's that kind of investor is all over the board. That makes sense. I mean, certainly someone that's that's in the investment game at all, their, their hands are probably more than just one one sector, yeah. without a doubt. And so that's a great point to be made for the listeners out there that might be interested in, in getting into it. And don't forget to touch touch your base of, uh, of clientele and, and all their needs uh, when it's all said and done. And so um, I'm trying to think of any, other, any kind of points to be made here, but um, Nick, I certainly appreciate you jumping on today with us. Uh, uh, it, it was fun. I appreciate uh, I like, you inviting I, me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate your insight. appreciate the, the mindset coming from someone working on the commercial side. That's something that I think is a gray area for a lot of people. People don't quite know how commercial real estate differs or, or the nuances behind it. And so uh, definitely appreciate the insight and appreciate the recipe. Thank for, you. Uh, Let me just else. add, uh, this is probably, as you said, it would be helpful to the listeners, uh, those that are listening that are realtors. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I know a bunch of them that would like to kind of get their feet wet with commercial real estate. Well, fortunately, you know, there is like the, uh, their local board, uh, Arcadia has it. I don't know. Uh, most of boards have it. Yep. A commercial committee. There's commercial education. Yep. Okay. Uh, at the AR, we're now doing in, I think on the 4th of November, November a commercial panel. So we actually That's split right. it all. So you have a guy, guy that does, guy, girl, I can't remember now, that does uh, uh, warehouse that does the different sectors of it does and i do i will be doing business opportunity so everybody has their little niche and uh there's plenty of ways to get into resumercial so that you can still have your money your bread coming from your real uh uh, residential Mm -hmm. but then if you wanted to check this out you can actually get the education locally and then try it out yeah, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a great piece of information. I'd actually, I just I just saw the flyer for AR, but that yeah. out. and so yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. I'm hoping I got uh, time on my schedule to to actually listen in on that. I think that. See how, how interesting that is. We set up that flyer and that lineup uh-huh. prior to me dealing with this complex deal that I, I mentioned oh, earlier, yeah, yeah. and the guy on the other side of the deal is on the panel with me, Robert. Ip. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, that's so funny. well, you know, now you guys got a perfect little <laughs> story to tie everything up together when yeah, you're out yeah. on the panel. So. Looking forward to that without a doubt. But uh, again, Nick, thank, thank you for jumping on today. Appreciate it. Um, for the listeners out there, remember you can you could reach Nick or excuse me, you could see his content at Zegich Global Real Estate Organization on YouTube. Um, and I'm sure from there you'll be able to um, reach him at any other point in time. And we're going to be putting the links for that in the description of the video. And want to remind everyone again before we go to like, subscribe, hit the notifications button, uh, share the content, and um, hopefully got a good recipe to take home with you. And uh, But other than that, Uh, Thank you again, Nick, Dwayne, and uh, looking forward to seeing everyone next week.